host, Kevin Cerrito. Salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome uh, to the show. we got an action-packed edition of uh, Cerrito Live in store for you today. On the other side of the glass, we've got the King of Crunch, C.J. Hurt, and Drew Barrett back with us as well this week. What's up, guys? Uh... All right, so here's what we got going on today. We got a fun show in store. We do have a new bit we're debuting at noon today called the 901 News Quiz, where I combine my talents of being a radio host and a trivia host into one segment. So this new segment we're going to play every week at noon. If you want to be a participant on uh, the quiz, you can tweet me at Cerrito, or you can email your name and phone number to CerritoLive at gmail.com. That's Live at gmail. Dot com. Today is the inaugural edition of the 901 News Quiz, which we'll do every week at noon, uh, asking you four questions about the week's news in the 901. And for each question you get right, you win a different prize. And we've got oodles of good prizes to give to you a little bit later on during the 901 News Quiz, including a shirt from 901 Collection, 901 Collection. Com. They're currently sold out of a bunch of stuff. They're about to get inventory back in from what I hear. But if you check out 901collection.com, we'll be giving away one of those long-sleeve shirts, among other things, during the first ever 901 News Quiz tonight, uh, or this afternoon, <laughs> at noon, today. Uh, so tune in to that, the first ever 901 News Quiz. Again, if you want to play, you can email your name and phone number to cerritolive at gmail.com, or you can tweet at me at cerrito or tweet at 901newsquiz on Twitter to get set up to play that. Excited about debuting that new segment today at noon, the 901 News Quiz. All questions about stuff that's happened in the past week in Memphis News. Uh, Also on the show, every week we have the wrestling segment. Big week for wrestling news this week. Uh, Tickets went on on sale and sold out for the NXT show uh, at Minglewood Hall. We'll talk about that with Dustin Five Star. Currently have a Twitter poll going on on my Twitter page right now. If you go to twitter.com, find uh, Cerrito on there. At Cerrito on Twitter, i got a poll going on right now. Because now WWE quietly announced this week that they'll be coming here for an NXT show, which if you don't know what NXT is, it's like their minor league that is currently more popular with smart wrestling fans than the actual product itself. And it's coming to Memphis, to Minglewood Hall, in... February, the same week SmackDown is coming to FedEx Forum. So there'll be a SmackDown on Tuesday night in Memphis, and then Thursday night there'll be an NXT show in Memphis at Minglewood Hall, which is already sold out. And I'm trying to figure out which one of those two shows I'm going to go to as a wrestling fan. Which show should I go to? SmackDown, which just recently moved to the USA Network, which has Jerry the King Lawler, Memphis's own uh, living legend Jerry Lawler in the broadcast booth. Should I go to that on the Tuesday night or should I go to the NXT show, which is the hottest thing going in wrestling right now on Thursday night? And we'll debate that with Dustin Five Star at 12:30 during our wrestling segment that we have every week. And we'll also be joined by a legendary referee, Jerry Calhoun. We've had so many different wrestling guests on over the years, so many former world champions, but never a referee. And this guy's been in the ring as the third man in the ring for so many. So many big-time matches uh, that have happened in Memphis, and uh, including Lawler vs. Kaufman, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get the view from the third man in the ring, the zebra, even though I don't think he ever really wore stripes. Uh, Jerry Calhoun 
Jerry Calhoun will join us in our wrestling segment today. This should be some interesting stuff from him. And as always, Kevin Leip talks Grizzlies with us in the 11 o'clock hour. He will join us today as well. But we start every week talking about what's been trending in Memphis. We do so with Mr. Sweet Tea, Mr. Jackson, Mississippi, Mr. Marcus Hunter. What's up, Hunter? What's going on, Cerrito? What's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing this weekend? Right, we're doing pretty good on this uh, this this Saturday morning. We're ready to get started. A bunch of interesting topics here today. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do some trending topics. Trending topics. All right, top trending topic last night in Memphis. Uh, was a big night because earlier in the week, the University of Memphis's uh, Elliot Williams signed a 10-day contract with your Memphis Grizzlies. How about that? Another former Tiger suiting up for the Grizzlies. Not, man, it's, it's you've had Burks. Was Burksy the last one? Was he? Was Antonio uh, Burks? No, Burks wasn't the last one. Um, there was um, Carney. Carney. The one now? Rodney Carney. No, Rodney Carney wasn't the last. It was um. And another former Tiger that played. Oh, former Tiger. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm thinking just Memphis guys. I'm thinking just guys who went or, or who were from Memphis. My apologies, but yeah, former Tiger. Yeah, that will be the last one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think it was Rodney Carney. But anyway, there's only been like a handful, around five, including Elliot Perry. So now we have yeah. another Elliot, former Tiger, now in the Grizzlies uniform, ten day contract. Uh, they ra- waived Ryan Hollins. We'll talk to Lipe about that, whether or not that was the, the, the right move to make. Elliot Williams is dominating the D-League right now and made sense as a, tiger, a former Tiger and a guy who has always had NBA potential, right, to, to sign him. but he So he adds this kind of uh, sizzle to last night's game that otherwise wouldn't have because there was also, I don't know if you know this, Marcus, but on the Denver Nuggets, they have a rising star on that team who has been balling hard this entire season. Yes, the Nuggets, not that good of a team. A team that will not make the playoffs. But every win they get this season will come with contributions from W. Barton. As my dad likes to call him, because there was A. Barton and W. Barton on the back of their jerseys for the University of Memphis. But Will Barton has been balling for the Denver Nuggets. And last night, so last night's game, which... A month ago, you would not have thought of it in this way, but it really was like a homecoming for two former Memphis Tigers from the Josh Passner era. You had Elliot Williams, uh, first game uh, in the Grizz uniform. Will Barton, first game here coming in uh, since he's been getting very, uh, very good minutes with with the Denver Nuggets. And War- Will Barton last night had six points, nine rebounds. Elliot Williams. Had two points in his debut. Uh, not an exciting line, but it wasn't as exciting of a matchup as it could have been. Neither one of them balled so hard that that they uh, shocked people with their post game statistics. But it's kind of fun, and it's a very interesting uh, uh, place that we're in today. That we were able to talk about Elliot Williams versus Will Barton in a uh, game at FedEx Forum in 2016. Yeah, especially when you're like uh, mid-season, early January, when you're trying to figure out which games matter and which games don't matter. And here you have this game that seemingly, like you said, uh, at the beginning of the season on the calendar, I'm pretty sure a lot of folks want circling circling Memphis versus Denver as one of the games they must get to. But 
when you're a Tiger fan and you see the fact that you have a former Tiger who, like you said, is playing for Denver, and uh, he's playing pretty well. And, you know, doing a lot of the things that he did at Memphis uh, that made him, you know, one of, you know, in my opinion, one of the best players to ever come through Memphis is because of how he contributed uh, as a guard, not just putting up points, but also rebounding the ball. I mean, he played hard, and that's what he's doing now. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when guys get to the league, it's, it's not about – you know, it's just an individual talent. It's about fit. And Will had to go to a team that fit his skill set. And his skill set is playing hard, man. He plays hard. He gets rebounds. He scores the bucket. And that's why he's getting all these extra minutes. And, you know, it's good for Tiger fans to go into FedEx form and be able to see former Tiger basketball players. And it's also good for Memphis Grizzlies fans who aren't necessarily Tiger fans to be able to go and, you know, be able to reach across the aisles and see you know, why these guys were special in this city because now they're playing for either the away team that's coming in or they're playing for the home team. So it's a good look for Memphis all around and for the Tigers and for Josh Passioner, a recruiting tool to be able to say to his, you know, to his guys and also to recruit, hey, these are some guys that I did coach who are now playing in the NBA. Even though he hasn't had much success getting guys into the league lately, he can show that it has happened. The Grizzlies victorious last night, 91-84. to And that puts them, they're still hanging around a playoff team. Number six in the playoffs. Of course, the Grizzlies' motivation of, like, again, this is a year that we talked about on this show that it just, there doesn't seem to be much excitement and uh, with the Grizzlies because it does seem to me they're a team that will make the playoffs Losing the first round, if they're able to do a first-round upset, they're not getting past the second round, right? And so what is the motivation about making the playoffs? Well, the big motivation is they got to make the playoffs if they want to keep their draft pick. Because the draft pick is going to go away if it's not like a top top draft pick, if it's not like top five in the lottery, and if it's not, they will lose it uh, if it's not top five in the lottery or and it's in the lottery. So if the Grizzlies end up in the lottery and they don't get a top five pick, which statistically they will not really be able to get, the pick goes away. Uh, so you want them to make the playoffs so they can keep that draft pick. I want to make the playoffs at the very bottom of the playoffs. I want them to be the worst playoff team so they can get the best draft pick. I mean, if you're the Grizzlies at this point, that's what you got to hope for because, I mean, honestly, the team itself, I mean, I mean, what kind of draft pick are you going to be able to pick up at 22, 23 anyway that's going to come in and make an immediate impact on your team? I mean, I don't know how many Rajon Rondos are out there. But um, for the Memphis no. Grizzlies, yeah, I mean probably, that's yeah. especially in this draft. I mean, college basketball. I don't know, man. Like this one and done rule to me has really made college basketball take a big hit, and it's really had a trickle down effect on the NBA because you just don't know what you're getting. I mean, you just don't know what you're getting from the college kids, um, and you. I mean, it's it's just been difficult. And in those twenty ranges, twenty and up picks, I mean, you're probably going to get a guy that can come off the bench for you but you're not going to get somebody who's going to be a star in the league. You need somebody that can be in in, in the in, in a rotation. You can find them. They always do. The Grizzlies haven't been able to. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't I mean, Marcus Gasol drafted, like, second round, but, see, he wasn't even drafted by the Grizzlies. He was drafted by the Lakers. So, I mean, unless you get, like, a foreign guy that you can leave overseas for a few years and allow him to develop. We will uh, chat with Kevin Lipe because it's on my list of things to talk to Kevin Lipe. He, he was at last night's game. He, he follows the Grizzlies, trying to figure out if there is a possibility 
that there will be a trade. Because this is that time of year where even though the Grizzlies season hasn't been so exciting, we had that awesome Memphis Tiger matchup last night. We do have on the horizon the MLK Day game. We do have on the horizon the trade deadline. So... It is going to be an exciting couple weeks here to be a Grizzlies fan, uh, at least in conversation form. But we got to keep moving on. Let's go on to our next uh, trending topic. Trending topic. It's a big sports story of the week here in the Mid South. Shaq, not Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal got in a uh, actual uh, verbal confrontation on TNT with some of the esports people. Did you see that? You should watch that video. But Memphis's Shaq got in an interesting. Uh, that happened this week. But Memphis's Shaq last Saturday night. Tripping players while sitting on the bench got suspended from a game. There's a difference in tripping and reaching out and grabbing somebody's ankles as he's running by, man. What do you? What would you call that then? He grabbed somebody's ankles. But that's tripping. He tripped him. He grabbed. You're saying it's worse than tripping. Tripping is not doing it justice. Tripping is making it sound like, like he an- just happened to stick his leg out. Rajon Rondo would have tripped Darren Williams had he connected earlier in this, this week. So I guess Shaq Goodwin would be illegal hands to the foot. Okay. Well, he got suspended, and rightfully so, but it was for the Nickel State game, which opens him up to play today against number three, UConn. 23. Number 23. I left out a number in that one. Huh? Number 23, UConn. <laughs> More, uh, tripping players on the bench. Should that be a bigger uh, suspension than just one game against Nickel State? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you had uh, what was it, college or NFL where you had a coach on the sideline trip a guy or even attempt to trip a guy, and he was like, you know, fired. NFL, so, it was the Jets under Rex Ryan. Yeah, and he was fired. So, well, that's a professional. This is a college, collegiate athlete. One, you know, you can't get fired I mean, for, if they don't pay, if they don't pay you. You can't get fired. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and they're definitely not going to fire you. They're getting so much use out of you for free, so they're not going to do that. But right. what they are going to do is suspend you. And I think that he should have gotten more than one game because I mean, you can't, ha- you cannot have players doing that. I mean, that's like an unwritten rule of any sport. That's one of those things you don't even have to be taught. Nobody should ever have to tell you, hey, when you're in the game, don't trip a player while you're on the sideline. Don't get involved in the game while you're not in the game. And the fact that he did it, I mean, yeah. Probably a three-game suspension should have been probably more, you know, with, with what they needed to go with. However, I mean, you know, I mean, they're right now in the thick of ACC basketball, AAC basketball. So, you know, they need their guys out there to play. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so that uh, the timing of it, good timing, so you can get suspended for the Nickel State game if you're only going to get suspended for one game. Uh, but hey, it's got us talking about Tiger basketball, so maybe that's what Shaq's main goal was. Uh, and they were playing; they were playing actually really well in that South Carolina game. Uh, South Carolina, there's what two undefeated teams left? I think there's only two. I think there's only two undefeated teams left in college basketball right now: Oklahoma, which is the number two team in the country, and the team that the Tigers lost to last Saturday in South Carolina, the number twenty-two team in the country. I never thought I would, you know, South Carolina would be a basketball, a good basketball school. But hey, you know, who would have thought it? Especially with the Tigers' schedule, it's unfortunate the Tigers are not uh, a top twenty-five team themselves this year because that would have been even more of an exciting matchup last Saturday because that ended up just sneaking up on you being a good game on the schedule. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. lost the Kansas game that overtime who did? this week. Who lost? Oklahoma. Oklahoma is out. They're not undefeated. So is South Carolina the only undefeated team? You know, you know, I, I'm gonna SMU. be honest. With you. I'm, I'm honest with, I mean, there's not, the, as far as uh, SMU still undefeated, we'll find out with it. Look, I don't, 
Look, I'm barely. You're seeing that people who are even at the Memphis basketball games right now. We still got college football going on. We still got NBA uh, basketball going on. We got so much going on that uh, my the attention. The playoffs are starting today, man. The playoffs. The NFL playoffs, which I'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and jump into trending topics. Uh, our next trending topic. Trending topic is the NFL playoffs. Marcus, go ahead. Give me, give me uh, your prediction if you would like for the for the Super Bowl because I know you like to channel your psychic powers. Your Memphis is Miss Cleo. NFL playoffs start today. What uh, what will happen? Of course, I'm pulling for the Kansas City Chiefs because of the KC. Uh, who are you? Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Hey man, you know I'm a big fan of the Madden franchise. I recently got uh, the Madden game for this year. I think Madden had it right. You know, at the beginning of Madden, they have a Super Bowl matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 50. It's a rematch of, I think, was it Super Bowl 44 or something like that, 45? But it's, it's a rematch of a prior Super Bowl matchup. But I think the way the Cardinals are playing, they're the best team in the NFC right now. Yeah, I know they got beat down by Seattle when, like, the last game of the season or something like that, but I don't really, you know, put much stock into that. Carolina's a good team, but I think that Arizona with Carson Palmer after having him go down last year and not being able to get there, I think Arizona's going to make the Super Bowl, and I think the Steelers are because you always have to be worried about those teams that sneak in on the final weekend that are actually a good football team. The Steelers didn't sneak in because they're not good. They snuck in, and they are a good a good football team, and the Bengals... They don't have a quarterback. They're going to lose that game today. So I'm picking Pittsburgh and Arizona in the Super Bowl. Interesting pick. And in in that, you you were taking Pittsburgh to win this? No, I'm taking Arizona. Okay, you're taking Arizona to win the whole thing. But what you think Pittsburgh Cardinals to win the first ever Super Bowl? Now, what is going on? What's going on with with D'Angelo Williams though? I mean, as of now, I mean, I didn't hear, I didn't hear yesterday, but as of Thursday, he hadn't practiced. Friday was going to be his last day to get a practice in to be able to play. So I'm not sure if he practiced yesterday. And if D'Angelo doesn't play, I think the Steelers can still beat the Bengals because the Bengals are down their quarterback. I mean, I'd rather be down a running back than down my quarterback. Even though, um, you know, Andy Dalton really hasn't been tearing up the world in the playoffs and on the big stage, you would still rather have your quarterback. If you're going into a playoff game, you can live without one guy. If you can live without the running back, you can't live without the quarterback in the playoffs. So that's why I think the Steelers are going to get through this round. All right, well, we'll be ready to go for the next round. Right. According to reports, D'Angelo will not be playing in the playoff game on Sunday. It's so unfortunate. Like, how bad is your your timing, D'Angelo, having one of the best seasons of his career, one of the best, if not the best, gets hurt. The week before the playoffs start, his team makes the playoffs. He uh, cannot uh, play in the game. So um, see, he's, he's ruled life. out with that foot injury. I'm trying to see if, we, if if this report says anything. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't seem as bad as it did when it when it came across Twitter that D'Angelo was hurt. But very unfortunate news for Memphis's favorite NFL player. So, Marcus, you think my man Fitzgerald Toussaint can carry the Steelers all the way to the Super Bowl? I like it. D'Angelo might be back in, back in this thing. D'Angelo will be back for the second game. <laughs> he's not he's not going to have to carry them all the way to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, but, hey, think about this potential matchup. The Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. D'Angelo going up against his old team for the Super Bowl. That would be a fun Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, it would. would be a I, I would pick it, but I am going with New England versus Carolina as my Super Bowl pick. I'm picking Carolina to win the whole thing. 
Also, I'm a, a rematch of uh, Carolina's first Super Bowl. So another rematch mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and, you know, I can see I'm a that believer too. in Cam. I can see that too. I'm more of a believer in Cam than I am a believer in the Patriots. I don't believe in the Patriots this year. You know, they they, they may have so many injuries and they're, and they're really hard to overcome. I know they're going to get back Edelman, but it's it, it's still going to be very difficult for them to you know put everybody. Well, they, they are the Patriots, so I can't count them out. I guess, but. I, I can see why you would pick the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots, they're always in there. Well, I've got Carolina winning thing. All right, we're good. Next trending topic. Trending topic. Uh, this is the other big game happening this week that would uh, be uh, the championship game this Monday night, Alabama versus Clemson, the last college football game of the year. It seems like forever ago that they had those playoff games that nobody watched on New Year's Eve. I'm so against them having games after. Like those playoff games should be like the last games before the champion. Like you should throw in some throwaway Motel Six Cactus Bowls and stuff afterwards. But um, we weren't getting into it. We'll talk about. It. We talked about that last week. Point is this this uh, this week we got Bama Clemson. Um, are you rolling them with the tide? Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the tide, man. SEC, SEC. You know, um, the SEC hasn't won a national championship in two years. Yeah, well, it's um, been a long time. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah, for the SEC. It's a very long time, and you know, I hate that it's always Alabama. However, the SEC needs to get back to where they are. You know, the dominant conference, and I'm just looking for a good game because you're if rooting for Alabama. Time, okay, so you're, but you think they'll win too. Yeah, Alabama's going to win, yeah. I think Clemson proved in their playoff game that they are for real. A lot of people uh, not believing in Clemson the whole year. I've been behind them. You know, I'm an SEC guy, but once again, disagreeing with you, Marcus, I do think Clemson wins this. I'm an SEC guy. Tired of being an SEC guy with Alabama. Alabama overrated. Memphis should be in this game because Memphis beat the team that beat Alabama. So there you go. Well, here's my question. Yeah, Memphis... Well, Memphis, Memphis probably would have beaten Oklahoma. I mean, that's just how bad. I, I don't, you know, people talked about how good Oklahoma was, and I kind of, I, I almost mm-hmm. fell into that. But then you got to look back. Oklahoma lost to Texas. Texas is not a good football team. They lost to Texas. Yeah. Like, Alabama had the loss. Their loss was to Ole Miss, who played in the Sugar Bowl. Oklahoma's loss was to Texas, who didn't even make the bowl game, who has not had a good, who has not been a good football team. So, I wasn't that surprised that Clemson came out and won that game. More impressed by how Alabama destroyed Michigan State. That's why I think Alabama's going to win. All right, I got to give a shout out to uh, one of my friends on Twitter, Karen, uh, tweeted this. So this is how this is how wild. You know, I joke. I'm, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek when I say the Tigers should be in the championship. They did. They did though beat Ole Miss. Who beat Alabama, which gives me very little faith in Alabama when they go up against Clemson. Yes, Alabama might have, they've gotten better this year. Sure, we'll find out for sure in the championship. But here's your circle of life, and, and, and uh, CJ will like this one. So your circle of life from uh, this season in college football. Michigan proved they are better than Florida. Florida, better than Ole Miss. Ole Miss, better than Alabama. Alabama, better than Michigan State. Michigan State, better than Michigan. Like, it all goes around in a circle. That's why when we have these arguments, nobody ever gets anywhere because it is a continuous circle. We we just can't find a way to break out of that circle. But you know who's missing from that circle? Clemson. Because Clemson has not lost. Nobody's proven to be better than Clemson yet. And we'll find out in the championship. I'll say this. I think that Michigan 
would have had a better shot in the Final Four than all in any other of those other Big Ten teams. I think Michigan. I, I just <laughs> doubt that entirely. But I, I like where your head is, Marcus. I appreciate it, man. No, 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 man. No, man. I'm dead serious. I mean, because. I mean, you guys have a coach that, you know, you give him that much time to prepare. He's a 49ers homer coming in here. That's the whole reason you're jumping on this Michigan oh, train. Oh, oh, oh. Come back to the Niners, man. Come back to 49ers. Come back. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you that he is, has had – the Michigan games have been so much fun to watch this year because you, those end-of-the-game scenarios have just been amazing. Like, I loved every Michigan game uh, this year, and that's a sentence I've never said in the history of my life. All right, we're going to go to our, our next trending topic. Trending topic. That is back to the Super Bowl because this is a big announcement this week from our friends at Taco Bell. Now, and this is hard for me to believe, but Taco Bell is claiming because you know what? This is the only show in the city, uh, Marcus, where you can get an authentic volcano quesarito. All right, that's me. I know. Yeah, quesarito. Quesarito menu item at Taco Bell. Quesarito, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Royals. You're just on a roll. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of me in this one. Uh, have you had the, Have you had it yet? The, the I've had the, yeah, the volcano quesarito. Yeah, I've had it. Oh, absolutely. The, the if you have not tried the menu item named after me at Taco Bell, the quesarito, which combines the case uh, case case uh, quesadilla and a burrito, it is great. Mexico, uh, the only place you can get a truly authentic volcano quesarito. Okay. The uh, so Taco Bell is claiming that it's on Super Bowl Sunday that they are going to reveal their biggest food creation yet. That is a quote. Quote, biggest food creation yet will be revealed during the Super Bowl in Taco Bell's 30-second Super Bowl commercial. I wonder what it's going to be. Do you have any predictions? Uh, so is it going to be something new, I'm assuming? Something completely new? Uh, that's what they're saying. They're going to reveal their biggest food creation yet. It's a mystery. They sent out a press release with blackout marks all over it. What could it be? So I got in a conversation on Twitter since the current, the current best food creation, the biggest food creation ever in Taco Bell. No doubt, the quesarito. And what could oh, it be? Wait, wait, wait. The quesarito over the Doritos Locos Taco? I think that's up there. Like, how can they? They're, they're hyping this to say it's going to be bigger than the Doritos Locos Taco. Okay. Uh, which was an amazing creation. The quesarito, an amazing creation. The breakfast crunch wrap, a very recent, delicious, amazing creation from Taco Bell. Can this be bigger? They said it will be. What could it be? Now, rumors on Twitter from, uh, or people were saying apparently on the Taco Bell Reddit page that they think it's going to be the K uh, Chalupa, the K Chalupa, uh, which is the Quesadilla Chalupa. I like the, I love chalupas. I love their chalupas. That's been soft launched already um, in a few markets. I don't think that that if you Google K Chalupa, like Taco Bell ads will pop up in the image results. You'll see that, and I don't think they're going to be hyping such a big mystery if it's something that's been test marketed with advertisements out there, right? Would they do that? I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to launch something if it hasn't been tested because you're not sure if, if people are going to yeah. like it. So. True. And they don't have a, they don't have a commercial for it, so that could possibly be it that they have come to the conclusion that a lot of people like this product and they're going to launch it because I, I didn't know anything about this, and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who didn't know anything about this, but those people are going to watch the Super Bowl. Hey Chalupa, yeah, you didn't, I didn't, you know, necessarily know, yeah. So I think, yeah, people are too inside because if, if you're going to the Taco Bell Reddit board, um, God bless you. 
that you're doing that uh, and researching this, but I, I don't know. It just makes me think. I do think people who are speculating and trying to figure out what this new menu item will be will Google. Would you Google K, like Q-U-E, fill in the blank? Like you would just try to figure out what the next quesadilla thing will be because they did the quesadilla burrito. They're going to do another quesadilla combo with something else because the quesadilla is so awesome and delicious that you think people would be Googling that. But apparently, um, maybe they don't think that, or maybe they do think that. I don't know. So the K, the K Chalupa seems to be the runner, the front runner in this. Uh, my friend Thomas on Twitter uh, recommended the Pizzerito, which I'm really down with. The Pizzerito, a pizza burrito that would go Taco Bell, of course, as a Yum brand, which is a sister company with Pizza Hut. Uh, their sister company with Pizza Hut, and it and it makes sense because Taco Bell's relationship with Frito Lay brought us a Doritos Loco Taco. Taco Bell's relationship with Pizza Hut could bring us the Pizzerito. I would love a Pizzerito. Would you eat a Pizzerito? I would eat a Pizzerito um, if it was on the uh, Taco Bell um, crust. I mean, not the Taco Bell, the uh, Pizza Hut crust, because I'm not really sure the Taco Bell has the ability to make their own uh, pizza uh, pizza bread, pizza crust. But yeah, I would eat it. Yeah, it, it would have to definitely be with Pizza Hut in, in some capacity, for, for sure. But then they would work together because they're sister companies. You know, they would figure out a good deal. And there's a lot of Pizza Hut, Taco Bell combinations, right? There are a lot of, there are a lot of Taco Bell, KFC combinations. I know. This, what, what if it's the, uh, the uh, taco chicken? It could be something like that. It could open up the door. The taco for, pot pie. The pizzeria could open up the door for more uh KFC things, or they could just go straight up and do, they could be like, what do they have at, at uh, KFC? The double down, that's the sandwich with the ch- the chicken. So you could have a Taco Bell where there's a chicken. Uh, chicken uh, is your uh, shell for the taco. Instead, uh, of, I don't, oh, that will... they could make it happen. You know, they can. The scientists that work on our Taco Bell menu are terrific. Uh, they are. Some, they're not necessarily chefs; they're scientists. Right there. <laughs> All right, last trend, last trending topic. We'll continue to watch that and we'll we'll see what happens there. Last trending season. topic. It's the Powerball. Everybody's talking about it. I've got my ticket. Nine hundred million dollars is the new projection as of this morning. Well, can you give me a ticket? They don't do Powerball here in Mississippi. They don't. You need to. CJ's going later today. You need him to pick you up one. Um, no. If CJ picks me up a ticket and it hits, he's going to say that was his ticket. And then yours Wait, was the I other am one. Going later today. I didn't know I was going. All right. Well, Drew, Drew for sure. I know stopping by his neighborhood uh, Mapco and picking up a ticket. I got mine the other day. You got to at least get one. You got to get in on it. I may have to drive to uh, Louisiana. Uh, it's about forty-five minutes away. I may have to make that drive today to get me. I got to get in on the fun, man. Got to get in on the fun. It's big. Mississippi missing out nine hundred million dollars. That means we're cl- getting close to a billion dollars. So if you win, you're almost going to be a billionaire. That means you can start. Uh, screwing cities over and telling them that they have to build arenas for you for your pro teams. Once you get the billion, you can start doing that. Yeah, pretty much. Once you get to the billion, you can do anything you want. Yeah, you can go on Shark Tank and be a Shark Tank panelist. Oh, exactly. so many things possible. All right, Marcus, uh, that does it for training topics this week. We will talk to you next Saturday. Let me know and we'll set you up with the Powerball. If I win, I'll give you something. All right, I wanted to tell my story about meeting Brady, but I... Oh, I, you I, did. Well, we'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for later. But, guys, be good and uh, holler back. And uh, if you hit the Powerball, listen, man, I love you guys. I love you, man. This hook me up with something. All right, at Marcus underscore underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, Marcus. Bye-bye.
Uh, Marcus Hunter. It's Powerball Saturday. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kevin Leip from the Memphis Flyer. Talk some Grizzlies. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your Powerball Saturday. Somebody's winning this time. They got to be winning. They got to be winning. So many people buying tickets. There's got to be a winning ticket out there. Uh, for the Powerball jackpot, $900 million. We have prizes we're going to give away a little bit later on. Not as exciting as the Powerball jackpot, but they are close to that. Coming up at noon, we're playing the 901 News Quiz. It's the debut edition of our new weekly noon segment, combining my trivia talents with my radio talents. We're going to have a weekly quiz about the week's news in Memphis and the surrounding area where you could win a long-sleeved shirt from our friends at 901 Collection. Check out 901collection.com. We also have a bunch of other prizes totaling around $100 worth of stuff. I should have my girlfriend signed up to play. Man, she's excited about seeing Bahia, Mississippi. Oh, it's going to be a good play. Yeah, that's one of our prizes as well from Playhouse on the Square. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to there to take a date. Uh, oodles of prizes on the line, the 901 News Quiz, uh, launching today at noon. If you want to play, you can tweet at me at Cerrito, tweet at 901 News Quiz, or give us a call here in about 20 minutes. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast for free. You can do that by going to CerritoLive.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And we'll, our episodes every week will be uploaded to your device. You'll also get Drew and CJ's podcast, the Playing Hurt podcast, which is part of the Cerrito Live Play uh, podcast feed. This week, you guys did a recap, right? I listened to it already. Top 10 sports moments of 2015. Top 10 Memphis sports moments of 2015. Of course you listened to it. You were on there like twice. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this week, so I'll tell you that. I tell you how much. I need you should go listen to it. You really want to understand uh, my importance to the local sports scene. You should listen to that podcast. Uh, you can do so at CerritoLive.com or on iTunes. When you're there, you should also subscribe to the I Love Memphis podcast. A new one of those dropped this week. You can uh, also listen to that at I Love Memphis podcast.com. Holly Whitfield, my podcast co-host, will join us on the show next week. Hey, guys, we have a special three-hour edition of the show next week. Special three-hour show. Working overtime. Yay! <laughs> Holly Whitfield will be here and Greg Akers uh, will both be here um, as we have a bonus hour of the show next week. It is our one-year anniversary of the show being Cerrito Live. Cerrito Live for one year already. Time flies by. But also while you're looking for podcasts, you should check out the Beyond the Arc podcast, which our next guest hosts every week. Uh, also, every week he joins us on the show. His name is Kevin Leip. He writes about the Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer, and he joins us now. <laughs> What's up, Leip? Well, you know, the show has been Cerrito Live for a year. Um, <laughs> but I really think I really think you'd be better served to change the name to Kevin Live. That's true. You, you have you only have one Cerrito on the show. You have multiple Kevins. I just think that'd be a little bit more inclusive. We've uh, for for over a year we've have half jokingly called this segment um, 
Kevin Sanity in honor of, of Vince Carter's arrival in Memphis. We can call it uh, Kevin Live uh, this this portion of the show if you want. But you want the whole show. Then you'd have to come in studio every week. Well, you know. Who would you, watch you your baby? For, you want to pay for my pay for my transportation. We could we could maybe arrange that. Your transpo and your daycare. Get a get a sponsor for the for the transportation. Snoopy King, pay for me to pay for an Uber to the studio. All right, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> but we're glad you're you're with us via telephone uh, this week as we look at the Grizzlies. And I started going on my we we've had this conversation. I think all fair. We haven't really had it on air about what what's the big goal at the end of the uh, the year uh, for the Grizzlies, and it really is we're saying make the playoffs because that way you keep your draft pick. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, the goal is obviously. Um, <laughs> You can say every year the goal is to win the championship, but this year that's going to be the Golden State Warriors or that's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's probably not going to be anybody else except maybe the Spurs. Right. So, um, you know, given the protections on the Grizzlies pick and the way they've struggled this year, the fact that they have a bunch of expiring contracts, um, guys are getting older, things are kind of changing, I think, you know, keep that eight seed, don't fall below that, keep your pick. Um and, and, and try to move some of these expiring deals for, for assets, you know? I mean, the thing with the Grizzlies, they've never drafted well, um, really. So you can't count on having one first-round draft pick, um, you know, to turn the team around. You, you had a first-round draft pick, and you got Jordan Adams, and now now he's out, you know? Right, true. And yeah. even if, if, even if the Grizzlies are the worst playoff team, they make the playoffs with the worst record, you know, that puts them getting... Still, uh, uh, picking the teens, the late teens in the draft. Yeah. So that's not yeah, that's a, a usually draft pick. Well, that's a decent draft pick. Yeah. So that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how that if if that will come to fruition that they got to be. It's hard to be the worst playoff team when there is still an Eastern Conference. Even though I I found out this morning that the West is the conference with teams with losing records in the playoffs right now. Yeah, the West is the West is actually a lot weaker than the than the East this year. Um, kind of four through twelve. Um, you know, the, I think the West has the Spurs and the Warriors at the top, so it's it's probably got the better teams. But uh, you know, the middle the middle of the West is really struggling compared to the middle of the East. You've got some tight playoff races already in the East. It's gonna it's gonna really come down to the wire. And the West just kind of looks like, you know, maybe the Kings will get it together and get to the eight. Maybe not. You know, Utah might stumble in there. It's it's pretty wide open. I, you know, I I think the eight seed in the West is probably gonna have. 43 to 45 wins this year. It's not going to take anywhere near as much as it, it has in the past to, to make the playoffs in the West. So that, that's wild. You know, that works in the Grizzlies' favor, obviously, because they look like they're going to have about 45 wins. And <laughs> um, you know uh, that that that's good. They need get a to good draft, be pick. like seven yeah. or eight, and keep their pick. That's keep that's, their pick because they lose it if they are <laughs> not in the playoffs and not a top five pick. Yes. The pick is protected one through five and then fifteen through thirty. So if they're in the lottery but they don't get the one through five pick, they they lose their draft pick. All right. It's gotta be rooting for the Grizzlies to make the playoffs. Okay. So we we're kinda Unless they think, you know, that the, the other possibility is maybe they think next year's draft is better and they do want to miss the playoffs this year, so they give up the pick this year and not next year. Oh, know? that could that could be a strategy. I don't be. think that's their strategy, but they <laughs> could theoretically do that. Could be. All right. So last night you were you were you were at the forum last night, mm-hmm. where I, I it was a 
probably the largest crowd of the year that would be watching Memphis Tiger basketball players play last night. You had Elliot Williams on one side of the court and uh, Will Barton on the other. How was the reception for Elliot Williams' Grizzlies debut? Oh, both guys got a both guys got a big ovation um, when they checked into the game. Barton, Barton, and um, and Williams both. Um, you know, they're still they're still our guys. Um, uh, Barton's been playing really well lately for Denver. He's kind of cooled off and he kind of didn't have a great night last night, but he still made some plays. And um, you know, Elliot Williams. Um, I think I think they they gave Ryan Hollins to Jaeger because he very clearly you know. Said in every possible press conference that there weren't enough big men on the team, and so they gave him his big man. They waved Russ Smith, who obviously, you know, wasn't working out. Uh, and then Jaeger started playing Ryan Holland instead of Jamichael Green, and then a bunch of guards got hurt, and now there weren't any guards. So, you know, I think Elliot Williams is kind of just here because he's a guard and he was available. Um, that said, I have talked to some folks in the organization, and you know, it's not—he's not just here to to be a body I mean there is that but they also you know they want to get a look at him um, because he's a guy who was the first round pick for the Trailblazers and then just never really got to play and then it's kind of just been a journeyman ever since he's been in Philadelphia for a while been in I think he played for the Pelicans last but you know they, they do want to get a look at him they do want to see if he can if, if he can be um, you know a rotation player for them or you know just an end of the bench guy I, I, they are really evaluating him to see if they want to keep him it's not just like Bring somebody in here who's not tall, you know. That's, and who's, um, or bring somebody really, in, bring somebody in who's a former Memphis Tiger. Right. Well, yeah, but he also is a is a decent basketball player, and he's available. I thought he played really well on defense last night for somebody who, you know, literally just got to town. Um, you know, his energy is good. Uh, he's a smart player. He's always kind of been a smart player. Um, you know, there's a reason he he went to Duke at first. He's 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 that kind of a player. Uh, you know, Coach K kind of prefers those very cerebral, um, high basketball IQ guys, uh, and that's what he is. You know, and 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 so he has a lot to bring to the table. Uh, I thought it was weird last night. Um, Yeager's press conference. Um, he was asked, you know, what did you think of Elliot Williams tonight? How did you think he played? And he didn't actually talk about how he played. His answer was like, Yeah, well, you know, Elliot Williams is a is a high character guy, and I don't really know him. And we'll see what we can do. Like he didn't talk about. What he did, he played him ten minutes, but he didn't talk about what he did on the court at all. And I thought that was really weird. I'm not really sure what that's right. about. But I guess we'll see. Because apparently, uh, so the story is that for those who don't follow as closely, is that the Jaeger really wanted Ryan Hollins on the team, or really wanted another big man. So the Grizzlies went out and got him. He wasn't on the team very long because they decided, hey, look, Elliot Williams is available. Not only is he a former Tiger. That aside, he is the star of the D League in the NBA right now. So let's bring this guy in. And especially with our injuries that we have on this team, maybe he can help out. And so that's what they do. So the idea that Jaeger is a little passive-aggressive or ignoring questions about Elian Williams, uh, that is why that is a little suspicious. Or would would ra- you'd raise your eyebrows and or kind of be like, what? Yeah, I mean, he wanted Ryan Hollins on the team after training camp. He he didn't he wanted Ryan Hollins to make the roster. He was he was pretty clear about that. And Ryan Hollins played pretty well in preseason. Um, but the thing with Ryan Hollins is he's like, you know, thirty something, and you know what you're getting with him. Right. You know, you're not you're not getting something that's going to help build your team going forward. And Elliot Williams could be that. He's still young. Uh, he still has never really gotten a chance to prove himself as an NBA player. 
Uh, he's, he, like you said, he's playing really well in the D League. I, I really like bringing him in. I think they should give him a look. You know, whether he sticks or not, I think I think bringing him in, he's the kind of guy that a ten day contract is for. Right, a ten day contract uh, for Elliot Williams, which a ten day contract was also given very early on in Grizzlies history to Elliot Perry, another former Tiger, now owner, part owner of the team and the broadcaster. So, kind of just it's a cool story altogether as so we watch it play out, and hopefully Elliot Williams. Will be able to contribute for the Grizzlies. So I also like I was checking my email yesterday. I got an email from the Grizzlies about in the in the subject was Memphis Grizzlies medical updates. <laughs> Those are always exciting. Updating on uh, what's going on uh, with players in the Grizzlies, including Jordan Adams. What are your thoughts right now yeah. on the status of Jordan <clears throat> Adams, who will undergo a procedure on his right knee on Tuesday at Campbell Clinic? Yeah, um, you know, so Jordan Adams had surgery on his knee this summer, and arthroscopic knee surgery, and you know he wasn't on the court during preseason. He wasn't really able to participate in training camp that much. But the Grizzlies were thinking he would be back by the end of preseason and able to play and stuff. And then he just never really got better. Um, he got out and played in one game and. It looked like he kind of re-injured himself a little bit in that game, or just it just didn't feel right. Uh, and then he never played again. And you know, the word on the street—they were really quiet about it for a while. I guess they were more worried about Brandon Wright's knee. Uh, and then you know, eventually, you started hearing—you know—Tillery talked to Adams at practice, and you started hearing kind of r- murmurs that you know he's he's going to be all right. He's coming along. May not need the surgery after all. And then they send out a press release saying he needs surgery after all. Um, the thing is, there's like there's some kind of cartilage damage that that just isn't healing or won't heal and has to be um, surgically kind of cleaned out, and um, that's not what you want. You really hate that because he's, you know, I think he has the potential to be a starting two guard team in the future, or at least had that potential. But then he couldn't get on the court at all as a rookie, mostly be, mostly because Jaeger wouldn't play him, not because he wasn't good. Um, but he only played 250 minutes. Um, and then coming into this year, the organization, you know, everything I heard was, we really like Jordan Adams. We really think he can play for us this year. You know, we want to get him some minutes this year so he can develop. Um, they picked up their option on him, so they've got him next year. Um, and he just, he's been hurt all year long. It's just, it's just frustrating. You know, this is a team that's really starved for young, good wing players. And, and you have a guy on the roster who could be that. You don't know what you have in him, but he could be that. And, you know, uh, he, he, the signs point to him being a good pro basketball player. And you can't, you can't develop him because he's hurt. You know, it's just, that's another frustration in a really long, really frustrating season so far for the Grizzlies. All right. Uh, Kevin Light joining us from the Memphis Flyer. You can read his stuff, uh, at memphisflyer.com and in the Memphis Flyer on occasion. He's got the cover story for that Memphis magazine that I see everywhere, uh, with Gasol. On the cover, so okay. So Jordan Adams, the bad news, right? We're saying this is bad news. We were always wondering. At least we've got news. At least there's news, and we know what's going on with Jordan Adams a little bit. A little bit, yeah. There's still no timetable for when he's going to be back. I imagine it's kind of the same thing as Brandon Wright, probably eight weeks or whatever. But you know, they haven't said anything. Okay, and I know you've been giving yourself a hard time that when you come on this show, you're negative, negative, negative. So let's talk a little positive. We're gonna make sure we have some positivity every week. So. As, however you want to think of how the Grizzly season has gone, we're kind of reaching this point that in the season where actually there's going to be some excitement. 
because we got one one thing on the horizon, the trade deadline, right? We're like less than a month away from the trade mm-hmm. deadline. And uh, probably about a month. About one month. So the trade deadline is right around the corner. Th- that's why you have like a professional team. This is the excitement of having a professional sports team in your town is to be able to talk about potential <clears throat> trades and, and who's going where and what. So here we are a month away. Will the Grizzlies be active at all in the trade deadline? I really hope so. You know, they have Jeff Green and Courtney Lee both on expiring deals. Um, they have Vince Carter, who's got a partially guaranteed um, deal next year. If they can get off of some of these contracts and, and, and turn guys who they're not going to re-sign anyway into young players of basically any quality, I really don't care as long as they're not 30 and they're decent. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a success for the Grizzlies. If they can get rid of, you know, I don't care if they can trade um, if they can trade Jeff Green and Courtney Lee together and, and take on a little bit of money next year, but but get some good young players in, in, in a deal too, maybe to a team that's trying to um, clear some cap room for this summer, um, whatever. I mean, the thing is they need to be thinking strategically about the next two, three, four years, right? The, the free agent market this summer is not really that big. It's, it's, there are a lot of really good players that are going to be in it, but there's only going to be three, four, or five of them, and there's a lot of money to go around to throw at them. You What's know what this? you don't yeah, want to do yeah. is them to just hang on to these guys and and not re-sign the guys that they have and then panic and throw a lot of money at somebody else. That's kind of a Chris Wallace move. So you know I'm worried <laughs> that that's going to happen. Because you do have, um, you have you have Mike Conley, which is big question marks with Mike Conley, and you've written some good stuff on the Beyond the Arc blog over the past week, even about that situation. And uh, you have Mike Conley, Jeff Green, and Courtney Lee, right? All expiring contracts. That's that can yeah. be. Concerning that you pro- you're not keeping all three of them at the end of no, the year. No way. So like, I mean, I, th- I still think it's it's a given that they're going to resign Conley. I don't I don't know if he's going to get a full max, maybe a max type deal that's flat and doesn't increase every year. You know, I don't know. I I don't know that I would give him a full max just with his injury situation right now. But you know, they probably will. It's the Grizzlies. <laughs> they overpay. Um, but they're not keeping all three of those guys. I, I don't think right. in any way that Jeff Green, Courtney Lee are the future of this team. So you want to try to get something for whoever you think you're not going to be able to sign, whoever you think is not part of the future of <clears> this <throat> team. So your strategy going into the trade deadline would be, all right, we need to try to move one of these expiring contracts, get something quality in return as far as young talent or picks, and still remain a playoff team if we can, so we can make the playoffs keeps this year, not like lose this year's draft pick. I don't think if they trade Conley, Conley, Green, or Lee, just one of them, that they would fall out of the playoff picture. Uh, Conley may be a question mark because who knows who they would start as point guard because what we saw the other night where uh, backup point guard Mario Chalmers doesn't even start. So maybe Conley's the one, but if you lose Jeff Green or Courtney Lee uh, by February for mainly draft picks, you can still get into the playoffs, and that's what you need to do to keep your pick. Yeah, and look, I think Mario Chalmers is good. I don't think they're going to keep him because I think he's going to either take a lot of money to go to a big market or he's going to go to a contender. Like, I just think that's the kind of guy, he, he plays hard, whatever, but he's going to go get paid. He wants to go get paid, and he should. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, you know, if for some if something crazy happens and Conley goes somewhere else, I'm throwing a big deal at Mario Chalmers because he's a good point guard. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, I, I mean, think, it's yeah. good to have him around, kind of the same way they had Kufus around. Um, the thing with that is they really probably could have flipped Kufus to the Cavaliers and gotten a draft pick or something, and they didn't, and they probably should have. <laughs> well, look, yeah, looking <laughs> because back, he walked. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you need to get something for your what you, what you have, especially with Jeff Green, uh, with the, the whole way that that has played out, that they need to hopefully get something uh, yeah. back in that uh, trade. Okay, last thing. So trade deadline on the horizon that is bringing some excitement. I can't wait. I'm trying to fill out what am I anticipating with the Grizzlies. Trade deadline's one. The other one is a little over a week away, which is the Martin Luther King Day game. Always exciting. Always a important day, not only for the Grizzlies, but in this city. Uh, they announced the Halftime Act. And I am not familiar with the act, but I saw at Flyer Grizzblog with only one Z tweet about how excited he was. That's you, by the way, Light. Uh, about yeah, how excited. <laughs> about- yeah, Leon Bridges is really great, man. You should you should uh, look him up on YouTube and listen to some of his stuff. He's awesome. Tell me what you know about Leon Bridges. Like, what's some good songs? I don't even know the title. I just know I've listened yeah. to. Uh, he's got a song called "Like Coming Home." He was on. Yeah, he was on home. Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Um, oh wow. Um, but I kind of knew about him before that. I saw some some like solo shows of his. He's just man. He's a really good singer. Uh, he's just got. He's a really good songwriter. I think he's really talented. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited. Uh, I haven't been this excited since Charlie Pride. Oh, really? Since Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride is going to be hard to top ever. Leon Bridges playing halftime at MLK for the Grizzlies. He is not. He's definitely maybe the smallest name ever to perform at this game since it's become the spectacle that it is. Because uh, most people don't know what who he is, I'll look up his SNL performance. I'm asking people up here at the radio station. I'm asking Kieran down at the queue. I'm asking Drew over here. I'm asking everybody if they know who. You know, just say Leon Bridges with no context, and they don't, they don't know who he is. But his big song, apparently, we looked him up. It's Coming Home. We'll play a little. We'll sample a little bit for you guys who don't know. His big song is Coming Home, which received um, regular airplay and was a top ten most viral track on Spotify. So he's a a younger than we've seen recently. A little uh, sample this as we as we go out on this segment. Life, we do appreciate you uh, joining us. We'll talk to you next Saturday around the same yep. time. And we'll listen Looking to Looking forward to it. Hope, be, hopefully nothing happens that makes me have to uh, be a downer again. Hey, I th- we appreciate the full perspective. There's too many people <laughs> on radio in this town who get paid by the franchise and don't necessarily show the true... Uh, perspective on what's happening with the Grizzlies. Well, you know, if they wanted to pay me, I'd probably take. Their yeah, well, hey, we, hey, well, if they want to pay us, they can. But in the meantime, <laughs> we will, uh, we will talk about the, the stuff that's not as positive as other people. We can't do the positive spin. But coming home, check that song out. All right, Lipe, we'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all take it easy. All right, that's Kevin Lipe with the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizzball with only one C on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to do the 901 News Quiz. If you want to be the first ever participant, first ever contestant. On the 901 News Quiz, call 360-8255 right now. 360-8255. You could win up to $100 worth of prizes each and every week. We're going to be playing it at noon on this program. The phone number, 360-8255. Toll free, 888-360-8255. All you have to do is answer some multiple choice questions about the week's news in the Memphis area. So we'll play the 901 News Quiz next. You're listening to Serena Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.